From the American Tobacco Historic District in downtown Durham, this is Due South on WUNC. I'm Jeff Tiberi. Today, we're talking about money. How has your economic 2023 been? Topsy-turvy? Uncertain? Anxiety-provoking? Maybe wealth-enhancing? Was it actually better in the end than you thought it might be for you and your family's bottom line? Later in the show, we're going to chat with Gabe Treves Kagan of the Latino Community Credit Union about personal finance, saving strategies that we can all use as we turn toward 2024, and the particular challenges that lower wealth people may face when trying to establish a financial foothold. But first, a broader economic perspective and all of its vicissitudes. If that's not an LSAT public radio word, I'll hold for another one. Uh, Joining me today is Jackie Benson, a vice president and economist with Wells Fargo's Corporate and Investment Bank. She's here to talk about the economic year that has been, why some things have been so uncertain, and what we might see in 2024. Jackie Benson, welcome to Do South. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Glad that you're here. Let's begin with perception versus reality and the overlay or separation between them as it pertains to how the economy is actually doing. Plenty of rhetoric and messaging about how terrible the economy is right now. Plenty of data points to indicate fiscal strength. What's really happening from your seat? I absolutely agree with you that we've been seeing a divergence between expectations and what forecasters have been saying, um, like our own shop at Wells Fargo, and then what the actual data shows or what consumers indicate in surveys. So I will be completely honest. We started forecasting a recession last year, and that was when the Fed started increasing interest rates, which makes it more expensive to borrow. The reason they did that is to try to reduce economic activity and actually force the economy to grow slower in an effort to reduce inflation. But what we've seen since then is that, at least if you look at some of the data, the economy has been much more resilient than we anticipated. Consumers are still spending, despite the fact that we have the highest uh, interest rate on a credit card in 20 years. And all in all, the labor market does appear to be losing some momentum, but remains in pretty solid shape. Okay. So I'd say that things have been better than expected, um, but we do still expect a little bit of weakness next year. Okay. So I want to stick with that forecast for a moment. The forecast was for rain. The forecast was for a recession. Hasn't come to fruition yet. Is a recession still in the forecast? Do you think it's still on the horizon or no? So we do. We do still anticipate a recession next year. However, our conviction has lessened. So, um, Basically, first off, it's worth just defining what a recession is. You know, you talk to people, they don't care if something is called a recession or not. They care if they lose their job, right? Fair. So at the end of the day, I'm not sure if the weak growth environment that we anticipate next year would qualify as a technical recession, but we do expect the um, labor market to lose steam. We expect the unemployment rate to go up. And we expect consumers to pull back on spending. Big, broad, synthesizing question here for you, Jackie. Will you give me a letter grade on what the economy is right now, A through F? Oh, my gosh. That's very much a judgment call. I'd say I'd give it a B. 
about, you know, a B to B plus range, okay. not quite a strength because we are seeing some cracks begin to emerge. But, you know, I was a very, I was a good student in school. So to me, a C is disastrous. So I wouldn't give it a C as well. <laughs> Jackie, I think it's a worthwhile uh, time to point out that you have a degree from Johns Hopkins University. I, I would expect nothing less from you. For me, a C was okay. And a B was really just a, a strong quarter in the classroom. We'll save all further uh, ruminations on my academic career for another time. Let's talk about inflation a little bit. Where were we at the beginning of 2023 and where are things now, broadly speaking? Inflation has come down. That's the good news. So it's a little bit softer than it was at the beginning of 2023. That said, that doesn't mean prices are lower. So inflation is a rate of price increase. You know, if inflation is 2%, that means that prices today are 2% higher than they were last year. Where we're at now is we're in the the 3% range, Mm -hmm. depending on what measure you look at. So that's above average for the U.S. That's still too hot for comfort, especially when you consider all of the inflation that's occurred over the past two years that has raised prices to a point where they haven't come back down, they're just increasing slower now. Right. And it has softened to a degree. We're not looking at 15, 20, 25% inflation in some areas. It's not a 30-year or 40-year high, as was the case with uh, some industries a year ago. From your perspective, what are the most glaring areas of inflation that consumers are still dealing with here at the end of 2023? A lot of the remaining inflation comes down to services costs. So if you think of a concert or uh, my husband, he's a mechanic, it's a perfect example. When he works on your car, that price that he charges for those services, it's highly dependent on wages. So labor costs are still pretty high right now because of um, reduced availability of workers. And those high wages are a key input into services inflation. Mm-hmm. I'll throw in one here. And those are uh, baseline oil changes, which I've seen in some places tick up over $100, uh, which is uh, higher than usual. Uh, Jackie Benson is here with us on Do South. She's a vice president and economist with Wells Fargo's Corporate and Investment Bank, working us through kind of some economic factors and economic review of 2023. Jackie, I'm interested to hear from you for a moment or two on interest rates, such an important variable in market dynamics. There's borrowing power, investment opportunities. Let's start with the lending. Uh, What are rates right now for prospective borrowers? So the rates differ across the board depending on one's credit um, standing and what they're trying to accomplish, right? The rate on an auto loan is not going to be the same as the rate on a personal loan. But every single interest rate is dependent on one single rate that is set by the Federal Reserve. That's the Central Bank of the United States. We've seen that interest rate increase by over five percentage points over the past year and a half or so. So right now, those interest rates are about five and a half percent. They used to be near zero, and that's what's driving the overall increase in financing costs. 
Okay, so that's borrowing or lending. Quick overview on yields. It, it appears to me, layperson, no expertise here, that the year is ending with some better opportunities than we've seen in a while as we think about savings accounts uh, and other places to, to stash your money and, and watch it grow. How come and do you expect that to continue? That's absolutely true. As interest rates go up in the economy, that's affecting the yield on your savings account, which is also tied to that federal funds rate that I just talked about. So whether it's a high yield savings account or you choose to buy government debt that also has a higher yield today than it used to, this does present a more diverse array of savings opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, if you're trying to borrow, it really hurts your um, prospective growth there too. It makes it much more expensive to try to start a business or um, buy a big capital expenditure, something like that. Sure. No, I totally follow. Jackie, you are a macroeconomics expert. You look at the U.S. economy as a whole. As I understand it, you also look at regional economies. And I'm curious if there's anything different or that stands out about our region, the, the South. So I'm, I was born and raised in Florida. I now live in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I am very optimistic about the Southeast for more reasons than just loyalty. I mean, objectively speaking, the Southeast is one of the strongest um, positioned parts of the country to battle these headwinds that may come. That's largely due to a lot of investment that has come into the Southeast as the United States has kind of ramped up its manufacturing capacity. It's also due to strong population growth. So you have Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, all ranking in the top 10 states for biggest population increases in 2022. And all signs point to the fact that those trends have continued into 2023. And there, of course, are major industries that are growing across some of these southern states. I'm thinking about tech. I'm thinking about uh, cars. I'm even thinking about aviation, uh, which has a, a decent sized footprint in, in both of the Carolinas. Uh, I, we've just got a couple of moments left, Jackie. What do you think you'll be saying 12 months from now if we reconvene and assess 2024? Well, I will say off the bat that economists are not fortune tellers. We read the data the best we can and um, try to get a good sense of what the direction in which things are moving. Based on our current expectations, at the end of 2024, I'd say that kind of the weakness that we expect would be largely funneled through. And in 2025, we expect the economy to kind of revert back to its regularly, if not above average strength that we've seen kind of post-COVID driven by those strong consumers and strong business investment. So when I think about the coming um, weakness, it's more of a correction driven by this historic increase in interest rates that just will funnel through um, and give way to a resumption of strong growth in 2025. Jackie Benson is a vice president and economist with Wells Fargo's corporate and investment bank. She's based in Charlotte. Jackie, thanks for joining us here on Do South. Absolutely. It was my pleasure.
On the other side, Gabe Treves Kagan of the Latino Community Credit Union stops by to talk about personal finance, teaching others about how they can get the most out of their dollars, and he might even pose a couple of questions to me. Due South with a financial and fiscal and economic twist rolls on in just a moment here on North Carolina Public Radio, WUNC.